the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Good evening and welcome to Contending for the Faith. We're the cutting-edge Christian apologetic ministry addressing the issues and challenges facing today's church with your host, Bay Area pastor, lecturer, counselor, and expert on the cults, Dr. Jerry L. Buckner. My name is Gary Bell. Well, we've had such a tremendous response to our new series on the trivia questions from the Bible that we have decided to continue this series. There are many trivia questions in the Bible from Genesis all the way to Revelations that will shock you, surprise you, bless you, grow you, and mature you. Tonight, Dr. Buckner brings us part seven on the trivia questions from the Bible. So stay tuned, for we are not pretending, but we are contending for the faith. Dr. Buckner, how are you tonight? Brother Gary, I'm truly blessed, and thank you so much for that introduction. And we want to thank everybody out there in Radio Land for joining us for another edition of Contending for the Faith. I'm your host, Dr. Jerry L. Buckner, and we trust that you're going to be blessed by our program uh, tonight. And we're still rejoicing over last week's program, and we're going to be rejoicing over this program tonight as well. Trivia questions, and we want to encourage you to get your pens and paper, and uh, we're going to put a test out there to you and see if you know how to answer these tests. And because uh, the purpose of it, like Gary said, is to help you to grow uh, so you will know and mature in the Lord and in the Word of God, to get in the Word of God and get the Word of God into you. These things are fascination, revelation, inspiration, illumination, information, application, appropriation, appreciation, domination, and all the other nations with it. What a blessed time for us to just learn of God's Word. And uh, so the first question is this one. This is the first question. Who was the most mentioned name in the Bible? Who was the most mentioned name in the Bible? That's a good question. And uh, ponder over that and uh, see what you come up with. Well, the answer to that is Jesus. Do you not know in the King James Version, Jesus' name appears 973 times. Jesus' name appears 973 times. The second question is this. Who was the second most mentioned name in the Bible? The second most mentioned name in the Bible. Think about that. Ponder on that for a moment. And see what you come up with. Well, the answer to that is David, King David. David is mentioned 1,139 times in the Bible, second only to Jesus, second only to Jesus. Question number three, who was the first most mentioned woman in the Bible? You know, we don't talk a lot about women that much in the Bible. We need to do it more. Uh, But who was the first most mentioned woman in the Bible? Ponder over that. Think about that. Well, the answer to that is Sarah. 
Abraham's wife. Sarah is mentioned 59 times, 59 times in the Bible. Question number four, and who was the second most mentioned woman in the Bible? The second most mentioned woman in the Bible. Think about that. Ponder over that. Well, the answer to that is Rachel was the second most mentioned woman in the Bible. Oh, these are exciting things to know, and you should share it with your church and share it in your Sunday school. Share it with the children. Share it with the teenagers. Share it with the adults. The adults need to learn these things as well. And uh, Rachel was the second most mentioned woman in the Bible. She is mentioned 47 times in the Bible. Question number five. Who was the first woman recorded singing in the Bible? Who was the first woman recorded singing in the Bible? Now, ponder over that and think about that. Well, the answer to that is this. Miriam, Moses' sister, Aaron's sister, was the first woman recorded in the Bible singing. And you can learn about that in Exodus 15, uh, verses 20 through 21. Exodus 15, verses 20 through 21. Question number six. Question number six. Did Adam and Eve eat an apple in the Garden of Eden regarding the forbidden fruit, the tree of knowledge of good and evil? Now, I know that uh, tradition has taught us and a lot of people have learned in churches and Sunday school and on and on. They even have Sunday school material showing Adam eating an apple. We need to teach children right. We need to teach them the Bible right, not eisegete it, exegete the Bible. Well, the answer to this is that God told Adam and Eve they could eat of every tree's fruit that had seed. Now, I want you to think about that. God told Adam and Eve they could eat of every tree's fruit that had seed. Now, I'm emphasizing the word seed, that had seed in it. We see this in Genesis chapter 1 verses 27 through 29. So verse 29 says, And God said, Behold, I have given you every herb bearing seed, notice the word seed, which is upon the face of all the earth, and every tree in which is the fruit of the tree of yielding seed. Mention the word seed again. To you it shall be for meat. And apples have seeds. Now I want you to notice this. Apples have seeds in them. This tells us that the fruit of the tree of knowledge of good and evil did not have seeds in it, did not have seeds in it. What a great truth to know. In the Bible, the forbidden fruit in the Garden of Eden wasn't an apple. So don't buy into the traditional lie that when Adam and Eve had an apple, And Adam ate of the apple, and that caused a lump in his throat, and they call it the phrase Adam's apple. So the answer is, do we do not know what that fruit was, and we need to be true to the Word of God. Question number seven. Now, speaking of apples, I'm going to meddle with the word apple for a little bit. Speaking of apples, the word apple, Apples are mentioned three times in the Bible. Make a note of that. The word apples are mentioned three times in the Bible. We find it in Proverbs 25, number one, Proverbs 25 and 11. 
We find it in the Song of Solomon 2 and verse 5, chapter 2 and verse 5. We also find it in the Song of Solomon, number 3, in chapter 7 and verse 8. And then we find that apple trees are also mentioned three times. It's amazing how many threes you have in the Bible. You notice Shadrach and Meshach and Abednego. We even go back further talking about the Trinity, one God called Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And then we see three on the cross. Peter denied him three times. Threes throughout the Bible, threes. And then so the 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 term apple trees are mentioned three times in the Bible. Where are they? Number one, the Song of Solomon, chapter 2, verse 3. The Song of Solomon, chapter 8, verse 5. And then the book of Joel, chapter 1, verse 12. Three times apple trees are mentioned in the Bible. Number eight, where did we get the popular term apple of his eye? You ever thought about that? The apple of his eye. Where did we get this from? Think about that. Ponder on that for a minute. Well, the answer to that is that we get this term from the Bible as well. Did you not know that? Where is it at, Dr. Buckner? Well, it's found in, uh, here's another three. It's found in Deuteronomy 32, verse 10. Number two is found in Psalm 17 and verse 8. And it's also found in Proverbs 7 and 2. Here is another three, threes throughout the Bible. Now, what is the Hebrew word for apple? The Hebrew word for apple is isoen, isoen. That's spelled I-Y-S-H-O-W-N, isoen. And it means pupil. Did you not know that? Apple is isoen, and it means pupil. And that's an interesting thing to know, a powerful thing to know. Well, tonight we've learned a lot of new things about the Bible trivia questions, including apples. And there are so many more things to learn. And as we continue to go, we will learn more and more about these trivia things throughout the Bible from Genesis to Revelation. Did you learn something tonight? Well, we want to encourage you to get into the Bible We hope that it gets you excited, enthused to get into the Word of God and get the Word of God into you. Remember, Jesus said, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. And Jesus said, search the Scriptures, for in them you think you have eternal life, and they are they that testify of me. you got to get into the Word. The Apostle Paul says, study to show yourself approved unto God, a workman neither not to blush, rightly dividing the word of truth. Get into the word and get the word of God into you. And there is so much more to learn. As when we finish this series, I'm going to do a, a teaching on the importance, about nine to ten points on the importance of apologetics for us today when we get through with this series. Oh, what an exciting time to learn about the Word of God and to learn about these trivia questions. He that has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says unto the churches regarding the trivia questions, even including apples. 
I think I'll go home, Gary, and eat me an apple tonight. <laughs> Brother Gary. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's almost time for us to take a commercial break. Uh, our phone lines are open. <laughs> As we get uh, involved in this fruity conversation. Uh, <laughs> you can ask Vince, ask our engineer if he has any apples in the studio. I don't know, man. <laughs> He's shaking his head no. Okay, we'll be right back with more of Contending for the Faith. Well, welcome back to Contending for the Faith. With your host, Bay Area pastor, lecturer, counselor, and expert on the cults, Dr. Jerry L. Buckner. Well, once again, we want to begin by thanking everyone who has been praying for Contending for the Faith. Without your diligent prayers, we could never be on the air. We also want to thank those who gave over the last four weeks, Gail, uh, Mary, June, Pamela, C.R., Charles, Jim and Kim, Jackie, William, Ross, and Carol, Rick, Sandra, Alfred, Richard, and Carol. It costs us uh, it costs us 400 a week to stay on the air. And, you know, we are listener-supported, so we need your help. Please continue to pray for this radio program that God will bless us abundantly. The Bible says, ask and you shall receive. And we know that... Uh, there are so many of you who have been listening to this broadcast for so many years, and we just can't thank our our our, our partners financially enough to who have, have stepped up to the plate over this long, long period of time and generously given to this broadcast. But there are so many of you who have not. You're just sitting there listening and absorbing, and that's all good. But maybe it's time. Maybe God has blessed you. Maybe, uh, you know, you've received a windfall, and God is saying, wow. It's time for you to, to be a blessing to contending for the faith. If that's you, we want to encourage you. There's two ways that you can give. Number one, send a check or money order to Contending for the Faith, P.O. Box 553, Tiburon, California, 94920. That's Contending for the Faith, P.O. Box 553, Tiburon, California, 94920. And the second way is so much easier. Just go on your computer, your laptop, your tablet, your smartphone. Go go online to contendingfaith.org. That's contendingfaith.org and click on the donate button. It's that simple. You'll be a blessing for time and eternity. And speaking of P.O. Box, Dr. Buckner, did you want to share? Amen. You opened up a a spiritual can of worms here now. Amen. I'm glad you didn't forget that. You know? Amen. Well, I I do want to share something with uh, the listening audience. I think you'll find this uh, a real interesting experience and a blessed experience. Uh, I wanted to share an an interesting story uh, that happened to Contending for the Faith last week. Uh, I checked the Contending for the Faith uh, post office box, and there was a check addressed to Contending for the Faith post office box 553 Tiburon, California. And um, the check was made out to Contending for the Faith, and it was $153,000. Uh, and I was shocked and had no idea uh, how this was sent uh, to us, but uh, received it and believed it and achieved it. And uh, after uh, looking at it more, I said, uh, I want to really make sure about this uh, because apparently somebody had uh, 
uh, uh, deceased and uh, sent the check uh, to pay to the order of contending for the faith and then to our address. So I wanted to call the attorney to make sure, being a man of integrity, and that's what I did. I checked with the attorney, and the attorney said that he made a big error and a big mistake. And he said, I'm a Christian, and what I'm going to do is uh, talk to the beneficiary and uh, people and see if they can be a blessing to you guys because of your integrity. And I said, well, whatever God does, but we just want to be faithful to what we are doing uh, and that sort of thing. So uh, it's just interesting to me to know, Gary, that there are people out there that have been really uh, blessed uh, financially. And there are some people leaving this planet. And uh, this check was actually intended for another Christian organization with the same name as ours, but uh, Contending Faith Publishers. And so they got mixed up, sent it to us, and I don't believe that these things happen by accident, but by God's providence. But the attorney told me, said, thank you, Dr. Buckner, for being a man of integrity and honesty, because he said you could have uh, kept all of that. And it's in our bank right now, and we can't even pull it out because it takes a while for it to clear and the bank knows about it and all of that. So we want everybody to be in prayer around that. Uh, but I always uh, have let people know, and as well as I let Gary know, that there is rams in the thicket. Uh, God has always got somebody out there, Gary, mm-hmm. that uh, will hear this. And they will say, hey, you know, there's people out there blessing in a mighty way. And uh, we're going to be a blessing in our own way, too. And even if that don't happen, we're just going to be faithful to be people of integrity. Amen. Amen. It's so important. Yes. Whether it's a $153,000 or $1.53, you know, if it doesn't belong to you, it doesn't belong to you. That's it. You know, and so God is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all we could ask or think. And that story is not over yet. We are believing that something's going to come out of this. <laughs> it's so interesting mm-hmm. um, how that all came about. And the this, this names are the same and the mix up and, and what are the odds, right? Mm-hmm. So we believe God's not done with the story and that there's going to be a blessing and uh, another ram in the thicket. <laughs> amen, yeah, yeah. I would say an amen to that. Amen. All right. Well, I'll, let's get to— uh, well, I have one more announcement I okay. want to make. Um, yes, that's right. Yeah. Um, just to let you all know that Dr. Buckner will be speaking two consecutive Sundays in October, October 7th and October 14th at Grace Church, uh, Fremont. At uh, 10.30 a.m., it's going to be at 360 Fremont Boulevard, Fremont, California. Dr. Buckner will be teaching a two-part series on the seven principles of a true spiritual warrior of God. And Dr. Buckner, of course, is the host of Contending for the Faith, which airs every Saturday night. You're listening to it right now. And uh, he's senior pastor of the Tiburon Christian Fellowship in Marin County. So if you're in the Fremont area for the next couple of Sundays and you're interested in hearing Dr. Buckner live, come on out to uh, this uh, Grace Church in Fremont. He's going to be speaking at the 1030 a.m. services. For more information, call area code 415-721-1778. Now we can get to the callers. Amen. Let's do that. All right. We're going to go to CC in Oakland. How are you doing, CC? 
Um, how you guys doing? We are truly blessed and just having a dynamic time in the Lord here tonight. We trust that you got blessed tonight and that you learned some new things. Oh, uh, yeah, I did. Amen. All right. And, and what's on your heart tonight? Uh, I want to Revelation 3.12. Okay. You have your Bible there? Oh, yes, I do. All righty. Why don't you read it? So the listening audience could uh, be blessed by it in case somebody don't have their Bibles. Okay, it says, Him that overcometh will I make a pillar in the temple of my God, and he shall go no more out, and I will write upon him the name of my God and the name of the city of my God, which is New Jerusalem, which cometh down out of heaven from my God, and I will write upon him my new name. Mm-hmm. Okay. And what, what would you like to know from that? It's a lot in this verse, but uh, when he said oh, uh, the part about him uh, making a pillar in the temple, I was wondering, you know, what you know. I know there's other stuff that's surrounded by that, but what was what's that phraseology? Okay, very good question. Well, the... Uh, Anytime you get the word temple in the uh, book of Revelation, oftentimes it's a, a, a symbol referring, because the, the uh, book of Revelation is highly symbolic, and uh, you don't take everything literal, but this is a reference to uh, the very presence of God, you know, that when it speaks about the temple, it's speaking about God's we are in God's presence, you know, not so much a literal temple, but because the temple uh, during Jesus' death was torn asunder, and so we no longer need a temple like the Old Testament uh, because Jesus is our temple today. So that's referring to the presence of of God, his very presence, that we'll be in his presence. And uh, this word, uh, pillar, uh, we've always said, and I'll be saying this tomorrow as well, that uh, there are two types of pillars, right? There is a pillar that's built on the foundation, which is Christ, and that's some people, some Christians are built upon that. And then there's another type of pillar, and that's uh, caterpillars. <laughs> that's people uh, coming in and out uh, of uh, the church and in and out of Christ. You know, they're like caterpillars. And so this is in reference to the fact that uh, those who lives is built upon Christ as their pillar, uh, believers will enjoy an unshakable, unbreakable, internal secured place in the presence of God. So when you put the temple together with the but the pillar, it's just unshakable experience, unbreakable experience in the very presence of God. And that is what it's referring to. This is rich. This is powerful. And thank you for the question. And we trust that you got some insight from this and got blessed by it. Of course. Yeah, thank you. I really appreciate it. Thanks a lot. You're welcome. You're welcome. All right. And uh, let's get your prayer request quickly, and then we're going to get to the next caller. What's your What's your prayer request? Uh, you can pray for my mother, Rosalinda, my family. Um, and you can pray for me. And this lift up um, the actor Kevin Hart, um, the actor Tiffany Haddish, and uh, the actor Will Ferrell. Okay, well let's let's do that, brother Gary. All right, 
And Lord, we just thank you for <clears throat> Brother Cece tonight. We pray that you continue to bless him and his family, especially his mom, Rosalinda. We pray, Lord God, that you would bless Cece and help him to continue to grow in wisdom and in knowledge of your word. We pray, Lord God, that you continue to bless him and his health, strengthen him and encourage him. We pray, Lord God, for these <clears throat> celebrities, Kevin Hart, Tiffany Haddish, Will Ferrell, Lord God, and many, many others who, just like all of us, are in need of a Savior. <clears throat> we know, Lord God, that we all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. And so we know that these people, regardless of stature, regardless of of their fame, regard, regardless of their uh, wealth, Lord God, those things will not save them. They need you, Lord Jesus, just like we did. And so we pray, Lord God, that you would have mercy upon their lives, have mercy upon their souls, and that you, Lord God, would woo them and draw them unto yourself. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you, Brother Gary. And Cece, thank you so much for your call. Thank you so much for answering my question. Thank you. You got it. Well, thank you for always bringing some good ones. Appreciate that. Well, all right. God bless you. Brother Gary, let's go to our next caller. All right. We're going to Rick. Rick, how are you doing this evening? I'm blessed and uh, got got a lot on the plate uh, tonight. Oh, good. You asked, me, you asked me to do a, a homework assignment several weeks ago on Revelation 3.14. Yes, and uh, what did you come up with? Well, here's the interesting, the key, word, the key word in that passage is the word beginning. And this is where you have the differences between the Jehovah Witnesses and uh, what is a biblical Christianity. And Jehovah Witnesses uh, say that the uh, the word beginning has to do with Jesus Christ being the first and the greatest creation of Jehovah God. Except one thing they leave out. There's a very key word in the Greek that uh, that clinches it. The key word is arche. Mm-hmm. We first learned about the word R.K. in John 1, 1, John 1, 1. In the beginning was the Word, the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And in that word beginning, we have the word R.K. And in the context of the word R.K., we're talking about being, being, being the architect, because the word R.K. gives us the word architect, meaning he is the first cause of everything. So that means he was there from... He was, he was there before the beginning, and, and he'll be there after the end. Mm-hmm. And in the beginning, he was there in the creation. So he was, he was, he is, he is, he is the first cause, and he is the first designer. So, the, so the answer is, the answer for the word beginning has to really do with the fact that Jesus, Jesus is the first cause. And he's the first designer. He's the first architect of all things. So that's that's that's, that's where it all stands out. Amen. Uh, you did an excellent job on that, uh, Rick. Uh, that's really good because uh, this is something, as you indicated, that cults try to use to debunk Jesus being God. And uh, what a lot of people don't understand as well, so just to add to what you're saying, is that in the early church, and John is writing to uh, the churches now in this particular church regarding some heresy that was in the church during his time, 
And they were saying the same things that the Jehovah Witnesses are saying. They were saying that Jesus was the beginning of the creation of God, the first and greatest creation of God. And yet, to add to that Greek word, arche, uh, it also means uh, the beginner or the creator of all things and the originator, the initiator. So in the Greek, it's talking about the initiator, the originator uh, of all things and the creator uh, and you mentioned the, um, you know, he he calls everything. In other words, he is the uncaused cause of everything. In other words, he never had a cause. He was always eternal. Uh, but he is the uncaused first cause of everything. The one who stepped out on nothing, grabbed a handful of nothing, threw it nowhere, and it became a cosmos. So uh, good job, uh, Rick. And... Uh, uh, keep on studying, and uh, we'll, in the future, give you something else to uh, bring forth. But I love that you're studious, no matter how much you've gone through. It, the love that you have for Christ and the Word, it's, it, it radiates to not only us, but to the listening audience. And we can't wait until you get your prosthesis so you can be back in the studio and be back with us in ministry. So keep Rick in prayer. And do you have any prayer requests that we can pray for you quickly? We almost to a commercial, sure. brother. Brother Rick, do, do you have a? I got, I got, I got a prayer answered this uh, past this past Friday. Okay, you I'm got. Gonna I'm going to get my prosthesis fitted uh, Wednesday. Oh, praise God! That's mm-hmm. a that's a testimony right there. Well, let's have Gary to the give a praise a prayer around that, and then uh, we're going to keep in contact with you. And continue with my and, and, and continue with my therapy because I'm getting used to my my place right now. Very good, because you are back uh, home in your place. A- amen. Okay, Gary. <clears throat> amen. So, Lord, we just thank you for the progress that you've blessed Brother Rick to to have, and we pray that you would just continue to be with him, continue to strengthen him, continue to encourage him, continue to support him, continue to bless him. And, Lord God, we just rejoice tonight, Lord God, that that uh, prosthesis is coming uh, Wednesday. We pray, Lord God, that it fits perfectly and that you get him back on his feet, Lord God. And we pray also, Lord God, that his lifestyle uh, would change, that he would have the right food, the right nutrition, the right exercise. All the things would be in place to keep him healthy and to keep him going strong, Lord God. And we just careful to thank you, praise you, and give you glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you, Brother Rick. God bless you. God bless. Thank All you. right. Thank you for your call. All right. Well, it's time for us to take that commercial break. We'll be right back with more of Contending for the Faith. Welcome back to Contending for the Faith with your host, Bay Area pastor, lecturer, and counselor, and expert on the cults, Dr. Jerry L. Buckner. And uh, Dr. Buckner and I were talking during the break, and we remember reminiscing about Walter Martin, the original Bible answer man. And I remember him saying that there are basically two designations. Either it's it's God and things. We were talking about Jesus being before all things. So if he's before all things, he cannot himself be a thing. He <laughs> falls into the designation of God. So it's important that uh, we understand that uh, he was not created. He was He created all things. He was before all things, and all things were created for him. So we, we understand that he is not a thing. He is God. Amen. Mm-hmm. All right. So 
We just want, once again, want to thank everyone who's been praying for Contending for the Faith, as well as those of you who have partnered with us financially. Uh, It's so important that you do both. We need your prayers and we need your financial support to continue to do the work God has called us to do. Uh, Once again, it costs us $400 a week to stay on the air. And we just want to encourage you, be consistent in prayer and be consistent in giving. There's two ways to give. Simply, uh, you can go online to contendingfaith.org, contendingfaith.org. Hit the donate button. That's the easiest way. Or if some of you like to write and write checks, that's also uh, a good method as well. You can send a check or money order to Contending for the Faith, P.O. Box 553, Tiburon, California, 94920. So we want to encourage you, be a blessing to this ministry. Be a blessing for time and eternity. And speaking of writing, we did get a, we always encourage folks, send us a note. Let us know how the program's blessed you. And someone did. (laughs) It says, Dear Dr. Buckner, I'm enjoying the trivia series. It's a way of testing ourselves to see how much we know. I knew a couple of the answers, actually. I received much insight from uh, your guest speakers uh, this Saturday. I'm very encouraged to share my faith and not to worry about the outcome, knowing that God will move on the person's heart. Thank you for these uplifting programs, signed Sandy. Well, thank you, Sandy, for that note of encouragement. And uh, we want to encourage others, you know, drop us a note. Let us know how things are going, how the the program is blessing you. And uh, maybe you have some other thoughts about some things you'd like to hear on the broadcast. You know, we're open to suggestions as well. So give us, send us that note and uh, continue to encourage us and uh, we'll continue to be a blessing to you. Dr. Buckner. Thank you, Brother Gary. And we do want to thank everybody out there for your support and your prayers and keep uh, lifting us up in your prayers and uh, your support. And uh, we'll continue to do our job. You know, all we need is your your support, your love and and your prayers, and it'll continue to help us to do what we need to do as well. So thank you all out there for uh, knocking a home run somebody gave uh, and uh, was their first time this last week. And we just praise God because God always seemed to have a ram in the thicket. Somebody, uh, he raises up and they just give because that lets us know he has his hand on this program. It's one of a kind. It's unique and it's one of a kind. Continue to bless us and and maybe there's somebody out there who may say, you know what, I've been really blessed, so I want to really bless you and invest with no strings atta- uh, attached. You know, the thing that shows a genuine Christian is when you give with no strings attached. And that's the beauty of somebody like Truett Cathy that started the Chick-fil-A, you know. He started the first chicken sandwiches, and they don't even have uh, their business open on Sundays because they want everybody to go to church. But this man was a billionaire before he, uh, you know, when he before he died, he was a billionaire. His son's taken over now. And he dedicated uh, his life to supporting Christian radio. And Dr. Charles Stanley, that's on the radio all over the world, is due to this man. And Dr. Stanley and them asked him and say, do you want us to, uh, announce you, say anything about you. You're giving so much. He said, you know what? No strings attached. Oh, that's a genuine Christian. Just do what God called you to do. Oh, 
Let's pray for warriors like that. Step up to the plate and give and with no strings attached. Just say, I'm doing the Lord's work and just let the Lord use you. All right, Brother Gary, let's get to who is it? Jermaine, Jermaine yes. Jermaine, how you doing, my brother? Oh, I'm doing very fine. Oh, that's good. We trust that you've been learning a lot around these trivia questions. Oh, yes, sir. I've learned a lot, and I've learned I need to keep up my studies to, to keep up with the questions. <laughs> Amen. Did you hear the whole program tonight? Uh, I heard part of it. I got disconnected and had to reconnect, so I, I heard uh, part of it. Okay, very good. Well, we appreciate you reconnecting. And what's on your heart tonight, my brother? Well, just, um, you know, with this recent uh, controversy we've had in, in our government, I, I, don't, I, I like to take little individual polls of my Christian friends, and it seems like a lot of people, when it comes to voting, they use God and their feelings as a way to justify their candidate. And some people, when I talk to them, I already know pretty much what's coming out their mouth. They're going to find a way to make sure their views are, are justified, and some of them in the Lord, because they want to vote their party. And for me, I don't. I look at it as if I don't have a party, and the reality is, uh, you know, a lot of I, I believe in participation, but we've seen too many examples of just there, there's in, in, imperfect people, a part of an imperfect system. So it's never going to be where you quite want it. And uh, I was asked the question, would I vote for this particular judge, Judge Kavanaugh? And I said the problem I have is, you know, I heard the testimonies of of. Uh, the doctor said that she was assaulted, and I heard uh, Judge Kavanaugh's testimony, and, and both of them sounded a little shady. So the only thing I can do is not take a position away from someone when there's not really any proof. So I, I just I have to vote according to facts, and somebody didn't like that, and it turns into a what would God want you to do thing, and no one has ever used their Bible to justify what they're saying. So I just wanted to get your point of view on this, Dr. Buckner, I, I just believe in praying and going with the best I can do, but I don't have a party to, to cater to. So, I, you know, what would you say on that? Well, that's a very good question, and uh, uh, I I really don't have a party as well. My, well. The only one that I wrap myself around in voting for somebody is the president, is the, is Jesus, and, and what I do is have him as my measuring rod to measure uh, the candidate and their views and their moral standards and views to Jesus. So uh, I'm independent. Uh, I'm not Republican nor Democrat, but I'm independent, and I simply vote for the right candidate. I believe that we should vote. And uh, Kavanaugh, as far as he's concerned, you know, this is something that was happening in high school, and all of us have done blunderous and uh, things in high school in some way or not. Uh, but the thing is, is that uh, I was like Senator Collins just put her vote in for him because uh, they looked at all of the evidences and they saw that even the four people that they viewed, uh, interviewed, that she said was there uh, during the assault. They simply said they don't remember any of that stuff that she was saying. So this is uh, what has happened. And the thing that's so bad today is whether a person is put into office or not, a lot of the people who say that they are Christian, the way they act and with vision, vengeance and they act with, with violent behavior, they act with 
anger that's out of control. They act with uh, just disrespect for someone and the Constitution. If somebody is, uh, uh, you know, voted in in that position, there's nothing we can do but, uh, you know, respect the the Constitution and not be doing all of this this angry stuff, violent stuff, the stuff that is anger out of control. Uh, but I think when we kind of look at um, the candidates today, and we look at voting, uh, we look we look at the moral standards. We look at the Christian values, the moral values. And what I put the test to is I put the test to uh, what's their view regarding uh, abortion, what's their view regarding marriage. Uh, you know, is the abortion based upon the Christian view? And uh, we find today in our world today that uh, there, uh, you know, the there's parties that is deep for the support of uh, uh, abortion, and I'm against abortion. And I think that uh, the Bible is clear about thou shall not murder, and it even says that uh, murderers will not enter the kingdom of God in the Book of Revelation. So we got to kind of like put these things to the test regarding abortion, marriage. You know, I believe in marriage between a, a man and a woman in a Christian marriage. And even if it's not Christian, a man and a woman. And then you have some parties that don't believe that. Then you have uh, some parties that are supporting homosexuality. Uh, I don't support that. You you talk about capital punishment. I believe that the Bible teaches capital punishment. There's some parties that don't believe in that. You have some parties who, uh, some uh, people running for office uh, that say that uh, they're going to lower taxes, but they always raise taxes. And it's interesting. You can you can dislike Trump and dis, disrespect them, but you look at the studies today, and we just found out that unemployment rate has gone down uh People who have more jobs now, more job opportunities, taxes are better. Uh, so you you put those things to the test as well, even though he has his issues. You know, he has his things that he blurred out sometimes that's not the right things. But uh, you got to look at those things and you look at the military, uh, you know, and you look at self-defense today. The Bible does teach in, teach in self-defense. And, and, you know, Jesus taught in self-defense. You know, he that don't have a sword, sell his cloak and buy one. And, uh, you know, he that used the sword will perish with the sword. So we got to look at the biblical motif in the light of politics. And we need to be guided by the person of Christ over politics. The person of Christ must be guided over the first P, the person of Christ, and over the politics, and we put all the things in the the level of politics to test to Scripture. And that's the way we view things, and that's the way we go forth in making our decisions on who do we vote for. Uh, I just don't get into a lot of arguments and debate with people over these things. I just simply say, you know what, Uh, this person, this party is in agreement with me. They are consistent with my views and my values, and that's who I'm going with, and they can like it or not like it. That, that That's not my problem if they don't like it. I'm going to go with what I believe is the biblical motif and the person that's in alignment to that. 
And that's the way our attitude should be. And uh, Jesus didn't buck the system. He simply said, render to Caesar the things that do to Caesar, render the things that do to God. And then, uh, you know, and it talks about in Romans 13, you know, be subject to the authorities, the, the, the governmental authorities. We ought to be subject to it. But at the same time, if it's conflicting with our views and our values, we can be like uh, Peter in Acts chapter 4, where he simply uh, said, I must obey God rather than man. If man is is believing something different than what we believe, we have to have the attitude like Peter, uh, we must obey God over man. And that should be our, our biblical motif and standard and stuff like that. Uh, I, I remember, uh, you know, uh, I appreciate uh, people who are in office that put their hands on the Bible, and even Trump did that, and all the other presidents have done that. But Obama, he put his hand on the uh, Quran when he was voted in. Well, that's that's problematic to me. So we just got to like kind of weigh all these things, be discerning, and God will show us and and get the wisdom of wise people like myself and others who been around the block and who can get us give us some uh, info on that. Hopefully that helps you out. Yeah, that was a tremendous answer. Thank you very much, Dr. Buck. You're welcome, and thank you for always the tremendous uh, uh, questions because it, uh, I think it not only helps, uh, you know, uh, us to discuss it, but I, I believe it really opens up the door for others out there listening to be blessed, too. So thank you for your good questions, and God bless you, my brother. All right. God bless you guys. See you next week. All righty. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, Dr. Buckner, I'm always amazed at uh, how heated those kinds of uh, situations always become when people start talking politics. You know, they, they generate a lot of heat, but most most time, no light. <laughs> you know? Yeah, and, and you have to wonder if they are Christian. Yeah, because the Bible says, "Be angry and sin not." Right. Don't let the sun come down upon your anger. And when we see people lose it like that, and just being acting everything other than a Christian, you have to say. I wonder if they're a genuine Christian acting like that because the fruit shows something different. Mm-hmm. And it's, you know, we look at the Lord's Prayer. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Mm-hmm. And I don't care who's in office or sitting in that oval office in that chair. God's will be done. He's still on the throne. And people shouldn't be freaked out about who's in the White House. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, because God is in his house. Is, that's right. And he'll hold everybody that's not doing the right accountable. So... The bottom line is God is on the throne. Keep that in mind over everybody. Everything. Well, we've come to the end of tonight's exciting broadcast. We'd like to thank Vince, our engineer, Frederick, our phone counselor, and you, our listening audience, for being part of tonight's program. It's important for us to hear from you. Your letters and cards are an encouragement to us, so please drop us a note and let us know how the program has blessed you. Please keep us in your prayers until next week at this time when we once again give you the opportunity to ask questions, make comments, and dialogue with Dr. Buckner, always with one purpose in mind, to equip, exhort, and better enable you to contend for the faith. I'm Gary Bell. May God richly bless you. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.